Hello there and you're very welcome along to Barry Abbreviated, your one-stop shop podcast talking all things new random topics and movies. I hope you're keeping well. This week I am back with a very special guest, uh, Mark McGuinness. Say hello. Hello. Thanks very much for having me on this podcast. I've heard quite the myths and legends about this. That's, it. That's good. I'm going to take it as a positive thing. So, Mark, you're a bit of a movie connoisseur, if I may say so myself. Yes, I do quite enjoy the film scene, film scene, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you, you're, you're, like, I know, I know, like, from starting film, I know people that watch a lot of movies, yeah, but I course. can fairly say you are up there with one of the people who know the most about films and just generally the plot to any film that has been made and TV series. Will I top the people in your course? Uh, no, I'm afraid there's one or two. I think that we've seen. Yeah, challenge, challenge, challenge accepted. <laughs> Well, yes. Um, so, Mark, for those that do not know you, would you like to give them a wee Easter egg? It'll introduce yourself, say hello. And I'd, I'd like an Easter egg, but like I'll introduce myself. <laughs> uh, I'm studying at LYAT Letterkenny. I'm in my third year of uh, digital forensics. and But I, I was in secondary school with Barry for two years from fifth year to leave insert and now we're in college as roommates. Yeah, so don't worry, you don't call the guards, we're not breaking any guidelines, we're in the same house, so, you know, we're all, we're all about that. Keep that quarantined life going. Yeah, wear a mask. Um, so, before we get into the, the movie, uh, we are doing Saw, the very first Saw film, a questionable movie by for the nicest way I could say it. Yeah, um, I also do a wee bit of news stories, so I just got one wee news story. Um, do you know much about Fungi the Dolphin? Fungi the Dolphin? Yes. No, I do not. You do not? Okay, well, that's all right. I'll, tell, I'll spit a few facts here for you, and kind of the whole thing that's been happening about Fungi last week. It is a bit of a last week story, but there has been new developments this week, but that still doesn't mean good news. So, um... Yeah, unless you've been doing a bit of a digital detox or you've been living under a rock, you must have heard that fungi, the bottomless dolphin from Dingle is missing. Now, uh, uh, fungi, he is known to go missing from a day or two, but usually after that he would appear. But as of last Tuesday, he Tuesday week ago, he hasn't been seen. So everyone in Dingle is very worried and they've been sending out diverse search teams. They've even like scanned the sea, the seabed with sonar, but there has been no signs of him. But uh, last Thursday week ago, there was a bit of a glimmer of hope when a fisherman said that he did see him. And like there's huge sigh relief all over Kerry. They're also happy that Dingle, that, that Fungi their dolphin was back. Actually, I've seen that on like Facebook or whatever. I was like, who the hell is this Fungi dolphin? Yeah, exactly. So like- that's... <laughs> There's a falling behind this dolphin. There is, yeah. Because like when I first started looking into this, I was like, this is just some random dolphin down in care. Like I on I couldn't care less. But as I read into this and learned how much people care for it, it actually made me care a little bit more. Like understand like You were swayed. Yeah, I was swayed. Like maybe if Donegal had like their own like dragonfly or something that we all love so much and if it went missing yeah if we loved it, you know, and it went missing, I'm sure we'd all be a bit sad about it as well. County colours. Dragonfly. But, but yeah, and from that um, fisherman reporting that I've seen it, um, Michael Hayuray carries very own flat cap wearing TD. He had some very kind words to say. Oh, thick accent. Thick, such a thick accent. It's actually... Thick a- with 12 Cs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. But he said, um, Fungi is a reminder to all of us of a happier world, a better place, and a world without the virus. That is why everyone was so upset when they heard that Fungi was missing, and is why everyone heaved a sigh of relief and had a smile on their faces when they heard that 
the news that Fungi was alive and well and still swinging off Dingle. And that is why the internet almost broke when they news they found out he was safe. But since, there has been no signs of Fungi. And as of Tuesday, just just Tuesday past, search parties have all been called off. So it's looking pretty bleak for, for Fungi. Add that to the happy list of 2020. Yeah, oh my god. Imagine doing a yearly review of all that happened in 2020. Oh. You need to tackle it in quarters. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, but um, Bungie was very old. He got last year. He got awarded the oldest dolphin in the world. It's like thirty eight years old, I think. But like that's thirty eight or forty eight. Thirty eight. I'm going to say thirty eight. But is this thirty eight as in human years or dolphin years? <laughs> uh, I think human years. I don't know dolphin years off the top of my head, but it could be. But yeah, I'm afraid Dung uh, Fungi has. He's gone on to uh, oceans in the sky. Yeah, he's he's ain't going for air anymore. Um, okay, so I think that's enough about dolphins, and uh, we'll get on to the main thing about this episode. We're talking Saw, the very first film from back two thousand four. Correct. Correct. Yes. Saw so, uh, back in two thousand four, a very famous franchise now, well established. I don't ask me why. I don't know. I've seen the first one, and I'm telling you, my. I'm not too happy about it. Because they were meant to start as a franchise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> the director just walked off at first. Like, I'm not yeah. associating myself. Yeah, actually, the opening weekend of Saw, they agreed to do a second one. You know, it was that successful, like, just that quickly. Oh, James Wan. Yeah, well, like, I don't know. I know the comp- the film company said, like, oh, we're making a second one. Yeah, Lionsgate. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they made so much money. We were banking on this. Um, so, Mark, when, did, when you first seen this, what were your thoughts my first seen this, well, actually, I always heard about this when I was younger. I seen this movie when I was about eleven or so, about I say eleven, and I remember hearing building up to it about how oh, how bloody it is. There's dismemberment, yeah, and oh, it's so gruesome, and I was like, oh, that's try. I'm not going to touch this for a while, but then. As years went on, I, I, it was pro- it was one of the first, it was the first horror movie I seen. I seen the ring, mm-hmm. that got me over basically scary things. Then the second one was the Nightmare on Elm Street two, and I was like, oh, that's the first eighteens movie I seen. <laughs> and then I was like, the third one, I was like, right, I'll get a mixture of both. I'll get saw this legendary movie I've been hearing about, but it's like saw it, it's been associated now, of course, since the franchise has grown. That's in the subgenre called torture porn where films just do violence for the sake of violence. Yes. Very gruesome for no context. And Saw one has been associated with us as long uh, as well as the sequels. Now sequels, you yes, they you can make an argument that they are, but I would say well yes there definitely are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just leave them out. But the first I think is fair unfairly gripped with them. Yeah, uh, they definitely is an escalation along with the as they saw films. I know, I know, just simply from the name, it's gruesome, gore, blood, guts, all that. There, people just being stripped off their skin or having to do some ungodly act. But um, you know, like that, the film itself, I wouldn't be that kind of thing is not for me. That is never something I would say. Yeah, yeah I want to see this. You see, that's why you, uh, you, I remember recommending it to you, and you're like. Uh, he kind of wins so I was like no the first one isn't it, it, it isn't gratuitous or yeah. it isn't that bad in the grand it's scale more, it's more psychological like the thoughts of it they show just enough 
and then they cut away yeah. and you're you start piecing the, together the image and uh. yeah and um like the parts even they're saying about them cutting away they do that very good very i think they do it in a great way that you see the character's reaction to like the stuff that they're doing so you then get that feeling of what they're experiencing instead of them actually just visually seeing them like cutting off a limb or something like yeah that. just like oh swipe that's it off yeah. <laughs> no emotion yeah it's very grimy and gritty yeah oh yeah definitely with the low budgets especially yeah only 1.2 million yeah filmed over 18 days you know she <sighs> i did not know we were filmed over 18 days yeah and like just the compactness so well like it's amazing that uh like the bathroom scenes for them they filmed them in like a linear way which call them like when they did start to finish they didn't go back and film anything and anything that they did film they just did it First time, go, all right, we're keeping it and we're run with it. They just didn't have the time or the budget to no go back. No reshoots. Yeah, exactly, which is incredible. Like, and they shot it and, like, using film to do, like, let's say, in alphabetical order to do C, F, A. That's why they film, like, scenes. Yes. But, the, yeah, the bathroom scene, as you're saying, they went from point A point. to point Z. Yeah, that's it, just, that's it. Like, and it, it really, like, I'm, I'm amazed by that. Still doesn't mean I like the film anymore, like... Appreciated a bit technically. I can appreciate it from that sense, but when I go back and watch this never again. I kinda wanna get straight into spoilers right now, Mark. So I'm gonna hand it over to you to tell a plot. And with that said, I'm, I'm, it, gonna, I'm gonna give a general plot first. Well that's okay that's okay. Before the spoiler plot so people might intrigue people to watch it. Oh you you really want people to see this horrible film. It's a it's a good film. It's, a good it's quite a famous film as well. Okay. Okay, guys, so, Mark, take it away. Well, Saw follows the story of two men who wake up to find themselves chained to pipes in a bathroom. Uh, one's called Adam, another one's called Dr. Lawrence Gordon. And basically, yeah, the film is a bottleneck, you could say, a one-area location film where they're in this bathroom and they try to piece together who they've been captured by and why they're there. And that's just a general summary because I don't want to go into detail because it's kind of fun of the mystery of it. So yeah, now the spoiler section. Spoiler, go straight in, tell everyone why they shouldn't watch this film as it is terrible. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what I'm going to ask though is what do you think of the ending? Because this has a fair, this is an infamous ending, this movie. I like the ending. It did make it seem like there was more layers to it, and it obviously opened up to a sequel and many, many sequels. But I, I did like the ending to it. It added a bit more that it wasn't just a straight, straight cut run the mill. Yeah, like it added a bit of character to the film. Yeah, yeah, I did. probably bumped it up a bit. For I did you. enjoy the ending. Yeah, yeah. For the people who haven't seen it, spoilers. They, uh, I recommend they go watch it before hearing this. But yes. As I said, it follows these two characters trapped in the bathroom and there's a dead body in that bathroom with them. With his, uh, with, apparently he killed himself with a gun. The, the characters don't know this, they just wake up to find him there. Yeah, they just find him there with a dead bo- uh, anonym, anonymous dead body. And we find out as we go further into the movie that we see the person who... You could say had an involvement in their cap in their capture and their situation. Uh, his name's Sep. He's he's seen earlier in the movie. Uh, he was an orderly in the hospital by in Doctor Gordon's hospital, which seems like a throwaway scene, which is probably the most vital scene in the movie, which I'll get back to. But yes, 
And I, as you you stated when we were watching the movie, uh, you were saying about contempt that he showed a bit of contempt. You are. Yeah, he's the only character that the Doctor is ever mean to through the entire film. Because like, the Doctor then asks, who am I mean to? Like, who would ever do something to me? He's like, well, we only see one character that he is slightly mean to. <laughs> that, okay, that points that obviously it's going to be this guy then, which it then turns out to be. So Yeah, it turns out to be. Which they... I don't know if it was purposeful, but you know when they're kind of hinting at, the char- at his character? Yeah. Like, they're showing side angles of him. They're, yeah, yeah. Are, are they being mysterious or not? Yeah, I don't know. Is it just bad editing? Or are they just... Bad like, angle, lightning and all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... Because I asked you, I was like, it is him. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, are they just trying to leave <laughs> it mysterious that we're not supposed to know it's him? Or Like, I've seen his face twice now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I recognise his eye on his cheekbones from here, so... Yeah. yeah. So the character of Sep, who... Who's uh, capt- apparently captured them has also kidnapped Dr. Gordon's wa- uh, wife and daughter and has, is watching the so-called game of them chained in the bathroom play out on a security system at the house. And I, got, I took the scenic right to get to this point, but the twist of the movie is that he, after they kill him eventually, we find out that he has a cassette tape, a cassette player on him. The infamous cassette player that shows up throughout the entire franchise of Saw, which lays out the rules of the victims' games. The games is the traps they begin and they have to escape. Yeah. And so, yeah, he lays out the rules of that. So he's not the killer. So who could it possibly be? Bam. The guy that was lying on the floor, dead, and he timed it so perfectly when everyone was like either killed or had walked off, he then just picks himself up and just says like, yeah. And rips off prostate gunshot. He's like, oh yeah. I'm alive now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, drugs just perfectly worn off at that point on him. Yeah, A-class. Get that man an Oscar. Yeah. So yeah, so that is the plot. Now we're going to get straight into what we think and how we liked it or loved it. So I'm going to start off with, um, you can probably guess from how I've been commenting. So enthusiastic about this. this. I've been been trying to calm down how much he's loved. He's been wanting to get on the second one, but I'm like, I kind of don't want to rush into it. Yeah, um, Mark, Mark said that I've never heard anyone yawn so much watching a film because I, I wasn't even, it wasn't that late, I wasn't even tired, but I just felt the whole thing drag so much. The yeah. characters, I didn't care about them. They weren't the greatest of people. And I was like, if these people die, it's not the worst thing in the world. The life goes on. Yeah, most, like most, if not, most of them are not the felt really at all. At a, just a base, a base level. Bar Dr. Gordon. Dr. Gordon's probably the most empathetic and developed character. Yeah, like he has a family and he has kids and everything. Like, okay, I can feel a bit for him. But turns out he's having an affair, so he's not the greatest of people. Well, we didn't actually see the affair go on. He met up with a, an assistant of his, but he didn't engage in an affair. Oh, wasn't he such a saint then? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, well, he's such an angel. Like, he was going to have an affair, but then, but then he's back there. He's last minute. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, take, I take it all back. I love that man. I wish him nothing ever bad happened to him. But speaking of the that? actual characters, the acting as well, 
it's very apparent that one of them is a professional actor and the one of them is very much a screenwriter. Yeah, he's a screenwriter. Thumb that's he plays Adam. Yeah. The photographer chained in the bathroom with Doctor Gordon. Yeah. It's um not he's not not that he's not great. Or even maybe just as terrible, but even his character, like, I didn't find... He did no redeemable qualities. Yeah, because, like, even when you find out more about his backstory, all you really get, oh, he's a photographer and he was paid to take photos of Dr. Gordon. Yeah. By who's later revealed to... He's paid by the character played by... Danny Glover? Is that his actor's name? The cop? Yes, the cop. Yes. Danny Glover. Yes, Danny Glover character, which you need to... We'll get to them later. Yeah. side of things. Yeah. Um. I I watched True Channel right now. We're talking about characters anyway. Oh, but yeah. I kind of liked how he was this cop that, even though he was like he was forced into retirement, he was still obsessed with catching the killer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because after horrific incident with his partner, that they try they raided Jigsaw's warehouse. Uh. Yeah. His partner gets killed. And he gets sliced in the throat. Yeah. And yeah, he's left scarred by it, but he's not like deterred. He, if not, he's in, uh, motivated even more because he set up cameras outside who he thinks is Jigsaw Dr. Gordon's house. Yeah. And has newspaper flyers stuck to all the walls around his room. Yeah. And, like, it, like, it looked very good, like the whole set. And I could totally believe him as being this crazy man that's totally obsessed on catching his killer. And I think that kind of is all down to everything being very, uh, like, boxed in early. Like, the sets are very small, which all speaks to from the budget just being so low, which I think it worked yeah. in favour of it. Because even like that, the bathroom, that's the majority of the film is them just in a bathroom talking to one another and throwing stuff at one another, trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, for, like, an hour and 40-minute movie, probably a solid 50 minutes is in the bathroom. Yeah. And, um, like, how they cut that then down, because... I think does the whole film like take over like six hours nearly because they get the time at the very start to win. Oh yeah, they get from so. Oh sorry, sorry, you were you were about to ask, were you? No, I don't know what you're not talking about. About the clock, about how the spa time span of yeah 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 time span of the film. Yeah, it plays roughly from six or seven hours from like twelve p.m. to six or seven p.m. Yeah, and basically how they then condense it down is that they then do a series of flashbacks. And oh yes. yes, that's yeah. The movie, the movie and the franchise rely heavily on the flashbacks. Yeah, and, and this one, in order to get out of the bathroom setting, because if it was an hour and forty of that, it'd be quite questionable. They use flashbacks to tell their the backstory of how the character got into the position they were, and maybe, uh, like just small character moments, like what. Uh, what the last thing the doctor said to his daughter yeah and the, all that but it all all feeds back into the main narrative there's no really throwaway scene yeah if, if, it flowed really well through the flashbacks I didn't feel like I was learning anything unnecessary yeah I did learn more about the character as they did so they're well placed in and really well used and sometimes they can just be a bit ridiculous but well we haven't we probably haven't talked about the most unique thing about it the philosophy of the killer yes because oh, yeah. technically as stated in the film, he's not the killer. He is a person that puts people in these traps, let's say, as examples given in the movie, drug addicts, uh, people who attempted suicide, uh, people who had affairs on the, 
affair on my wife. He puts them in these traps to supposedly to make them uh, appreciate life more, not take it for granted. Like, let's say your family or just your personal health from using all these drugs. So that that's kind of psychological part I like about the movie, as well as the lack, the, the, the way you picture the gruesome scenes, how they play out in your head. Yeah, yeah. Even like, a, like that is one of the things, a few things I did like about the film. The fact that the killer, he wasn't just a straight up slasher. He was, he did have a kind of a plan. It was like, he maybe is trying to help people at the end of the day, even though I thought it's a terrible way of doing things. But he was just, there was a little bit more layers to him. He wasn't just straight up just trying to put yeah. your head in a bear claw trap. And if you just cut, if you just cut like the chains of reality from this world and you just jump into that world and just play along that the traps do work. It's, it quite like, not, it just doesn't give them PTSD or whatever. Yeah. Like it does make sense. And it is, it is played out uh, elaborate more in the later movies because I'm not going to talk about that yeah so we could be here all day okay so with that said I think we've talked kind of enough about the analysis of it all and now we're going to come to a part that I like to call do you remember that bit oh. so do you remember that bit is basically when we talk about that we remember and we'd like to talk about and this is a recurring bit about a bit in your podcast that's about right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, I'll kick it off with uh a part in this film is your guy has the, uh, he has the, he's the either like get rid of the chain off that he's chained to the um, pole with, but he can't. So he then comes to the conclusion then he has to cut off his own leg. But as he starts to go to cut off his own leg, for some reason, his just neckline, it starts bleeding as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's probably, uh, <laughs> that was a big technical mistake anyway. Like, because... There's there's nothing attached to his neck or anything just to elap just to give more context. There's nothing attached to his neck, so it's just the blood spurting from his leg. So he must have immense high blood pressure, or the arteries are so strong in the leg. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And um, as to talk about Adam, the character who was taking pictures of the doctor, because in one of the flash flashbacks, it then shows Adam stalking the doctor in a car park, and he's taking pictures of him. But the man is such of an amateur, he still has the flash on the camera. And it's oh, yeah. no way subtle at all. And like me and Mark was when we watched it, was like, how could he not see that? But for one of the photos he does put his hands over his eyes like he is rubbing them like he is tired. But it's just the biggest flash in the world. Oh like it's photographers flash from school photos. Yeah. Like, oh just massive light. Light up and the whole room. Let's not forget the the recharge noise for the light. Oh yeah, it's it goes super high pitched. Like I thought it was going to explode every time I took pictures. <laughs> but your your uh, camera doesn't do that. No, it does not. Whoa! I thought I thought every camera just did a high, uh, not pitch noise yeah. when the lights refracting or not even refracting. What am I on about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have any moments that you would like to bring up? Well, uh, I just actually before coming on to this, I seen a fact that for Amanda's trap uh, in, in Amanda's trap in the movie she has what's called her first bear trap on her head and she has to open the stomach of her dead supposed dead cellmate to get the key and what what kind of outlines a flaw in the movie is that why didn't the man get a choice a chance at redemption for uh, being grateful for life but 
today I just find found out that there's a writing on the wall that hints at his uh, game that he previously failed. So yeah, it's it's just that's a that's another wee tippet of uh, so uh, no plot, not much. Not was thinking it's, behind it. No, I'm thinking went behind it. Yeah. <laughs> it just showed up another layer of the mm. story. Yeah. Um. Just the last bit I would like to talk about this film is the god holy awful montage of a driving scene there is. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah, in the scene, the, the Danny Glover is like is like chasing the killer, and just. Instead of them like showing like pulling off, maybe pulling in somewhere, they decide to just montage where like they're driving through this dark place and like there's fog coming at them and like the camera's zooming away in and jump cutting at them. And like as that goes on for like ten seconds, it's very quick, but it's just very disoriented and very off putting. Yeah, so you gotta remember this was shot in eighteen days with one point yeah. two million budget and if they just pulled in and like it's not enough. It's it's not tense enough. We need quick pace air and them swing, steering the wheel in the middle of in a black space. <laughs> okay, uh, final question I have for you, Mark, on this. Yes. Is there any traps that you think you could have survived? Any traps I think I could have survived? Yes. <sighs> in the oil in this movie, uh, I would say uh, the reverse bear trap. The ver- you think you could have got in someone's stomach and got out the key? I'm a bit cold blooded. Okay. Maybe go for that. You're if right. I was told, if I was told that they were dead, like jigsaw did, oh. I give it a try. Well, you're a bigger man than me. <laughs> I could not do that. So with that said, we're going to get on to the rating system. Mark, you're familiar with the rating system, I take it. Actually, no. Uh, enlighten me. <laughs> okay, we rehearsed that he should know, but now he's just acting all surprised. But thank you, I appreciate the effort, Mark. It's um, one formed audience case there. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the loop. So it goes best movie ever or worst movie ever. So, right. mad shock. And what is going to be your what is your verdict? I'm going to lay towards best movie ever because it's more than just it's well it's not even I'd even classify it as blood fest. It's not it's not that bloody. It's has one of the most memorable ends to a movie, I would say. Uh, it, it, technically, it's impressive, and I think it should, even for a squeamish, it should be watched. It should be, at least a ten, uh, people should watch it because of the psychological aspects, which I find interesting, the philosophy, as we stated earlier. And just another tip I want to add, just how layered this movie is. I read, I watched a review earlier that all Doc, Dr. Gordon's bits was shot in the tripod. Since he was calm and cool, his his camera work was steady, and Adams was uh, shot and handheld and was shaky because he was such a frantic character. See, that's just that's just another sprinkle I'll add to that. That's just James Wan's genius. Yeah, just yeah. to so you're still not swayed by this dish of saw. No, it like I can understand. It is great the achievements that they did, like the budget being low, the main days shot it, and one of the guys not even being a real actor. Like it is great on that merit. But as far as a movie that I like, that's not something I want to see. I don't want to see a guy try and chop off his leg. Well yes yeah, so it's not quite an entertaining No it, it's it's not my cup of tea. Oh, yeah. I'd recommend it for the, uh, this Halloween's watch if you haven't seen it. I'd say go watch Hubie Halloween. 
I'm sitting at the arms and he hasn't been in anything bad yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Knee slap. Yeah, with that said, that is where I'm going to leave it at this week. If you would like to get in contact with the podcast, you can do that on Instagram at Barry Abbreviated. That is where I post all updates or announcements I have. And if you would like to get in contact with email, you can do that at I'm at Barry Abbreviated at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Rob, good friend of mine, he's always putting these up for me. And just a friendly reminder, I do intend on getting back to Donald Walsh. I haven't forgotten about them. I'm just with his episodes. They take a bit of extra work and time, and I just haven't had the time to do that as of recently. And next week it will be more spooky themed. I do have a topic picked out. I just have to do a bit more research into it. And if um, there's any suggestions or stuff that you would think that be Halloween specific would be great, you please send them on to. I'd love to hear them. Uh, do is there anything that you want to shout out, Mark, before we finish up? Uh no, nothing really to shout out. Uh, don't really have a big social following. Yeah. Don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> say. Well, yeah. Well, then, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. And in case I don't be seeing you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to you, viewers. You absolute gentlemen. See us. <laughs> good luck.